Uh, it's they need to probably update that for today to the physically unable to perform temporarily list. <laughs> Is it kind of an, a politically incorrect term at this point? I thought I've been like designated list. You've just been designated. Yeah, that sounds people. even worse though. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like <laughs> yeah. that sounds like a, like a like a blacklist or some yeah. shit like that. You know, like, like you've been targeted for some sort of crime. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Um no, we're gonna open the, the trades and see. Yeah. Aaron Thorpe, DL. Um, you know, Pondy has thing with a sore throat. Tom Sexton DL. Turf toe. <laughs> Turf toe. <laughs> <laughs> Stubbed his toe when he when he got out of bed this morning. That's a classic. That's a classic sports injury. Terrence Ray D- on the DL athlete's foot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I could do this all day. Aaron Thorpe <laughs> on the DL gingivitis. <laughs> <laughs> just, just can't play for just the most minor injury. <laughs> Jaw dis or some shit like that. Yeah, can't, can't. Uh, did not play lockjaw. <laughs> That's the scurvy. Half <laughs> for the season was scurvy. <laughs> be, that would be so fucking funny. You just pay some athlete like a hundred million dollars and he misses his first season on the new contract with like B12 deficiency. Something like that. <laughs> Pernicious anemia. <laughs> oh shit, man! They go to his house to interview him, and he's sitting there just suck, sucking on lemons. Lemons, <laughs> lemons <laughs> exactly. chugging orange juice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hope to get back next season, but uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, so goddamn funny. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, <laughs> go to his house. He's got gingivitis. He's there, like chugging crest and pushing around, <laughs> brushing after every meal and flossing. It's like, yeah, I'm... got a spittoon thing in every corner of the house so he can spit it out in, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My grandpa had one of those, and I, I never got to see it in action. It's not like he spit in it or anything, but it was just like. Something that's yeah. set in the house, I guess, maybe for like accommodations. Maybe if he had because he, he had like a lot of friends, he was him and his boys were always just shooting the shit. Maybe it was for like his friends who he was making it accommodating to them. Yeah, yeah. It's I like think, it's like I think uh, you should. I think you yeah, should. Too. Yeah, yeah. I think it's the courteous thing to do, you know, <laughs> to have the communal like spit bowl or spittoon or whatever. The fuck. <laughs> I think, yeah. I, I've flip-flopped on this point over the years, but uh, today, if you ask me, anybody that makes their friends go out in the cold and smoke in the wintertime should never be able to watch a Humphrey Bogart movie again. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Look how cold my man is. He's always yeah. so cold. Smoking yeah. in the cold. I, mean, I was just um, thinking about this. Like, you know how, like, dudes carry around, like, plastic bottles to spit their dip in? Like, yeah. obviously, 100, 150 years ago, they didn't have plastic bottles. So did all of them carry around those big... <laughs> <laughs> like, it just around their neck. Big moonshine jug with three X's on it to spin in. 
<laughs> oh shit. <laughs> I wonder if there's like a hipster way to dip. You know what I mean? Like like your spit can is like some obscure fucking like craft beer or like I don't know. It's like some sort of receptacle you could buy at urban outfitters or some shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For the discerning <laughs> for the discerning dipper. Well, they do have those like things that you can wear around your neck. It's like a bullet and you can put Coke in it. I guess you yeah, could yeah. just have a receptacle like that. <laughs> <laughs> just disgusting. You walk around, it's just like swishing like dip spit around in it. Looking like old coffee or some shit like that. Did it's y'all ever that. dip? I dipped for about like four or five years and it was disgusting. I think about that now. I'm like, God, why did anybody ever kiss me? I feel like yeah. everyone in my family dips. Everyone's just dipping. <laughs> I, I did for a little bit. I did for a little bit because I had a roommate uh, who used to, I mean, he smoked cigarettes too, but he used to dip. It's the first time I ever did it. And man, it was like just the feeling of that numbing feeling and kind of like, you know, you smoke a cigarette, you feel the nicotine, but with the dip, I don't know, I guess it hits so much quicker because it oh, gets dude, absorbed yeah. in your blood and I, shit like that, man. I'm going to tell y'all something. Hated that shit. A motherfucker that just starts dipping for the first time. Like, I'll, I'll just tell you this straight up. I could drink eight beers and and drive by order of magnitude better than I can with like first time putting a dip in. Yeah, yeah. it's a Dude. it's a next level head change. The first couple like first yeah. couple of weeks it, or months you do it. <laughs> it really is, man. It makes me feel like I'm like, I don't know, like having like hot flashes or some shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, I really can't explain is. it. <laughs> It makes you so like weak kind of feeling, you know what I mean? Like uh, that's what they're going. That's what they're going to do in the future. Instead of anesthesia, they're just going to like pack your lip with some red man before you go in for a major <laughs> surgery. <laughs> but, but the thing with dip is that you're supposed to like be manly. You know what I'm saying? Like why you're dipping, you know, but like I'm dying inside, like cringing, like trying to hold it together, you know, because I'm about to pass out from this shit. I started dipping my senior year of high school. I was never, I was on the lifeguard stand. I was a lifeguard Glassburg pool. And some of the older guys that were lifeguards there that were like, you know, college guys that would come in, in the summertime. They're like, here, you want to dip? And I was like, oh man, that's gross. Like, no, oh, come here. Quit being a pussy and all that stuff. I was on the stand when I put that in and they were just standing there watching me just giggling. I was like, what are they laughing about? And then when I stood up, I thought I was going to fall face first into the three foot. I was like, oh, oh shit. <laughs> I went, got down to go take a piss and I had to put both my hands on the wall to like hold, hold myself up at the urinal. on there. Just fucking slapping their leg, laughing their ass off. How old were you? Uh, well, I guess probably 18, something like that. Yeah. Just 18 year old Tom. I wish I could have known 18 year old Tom, you know, I was a pure dumbass. I, I, I used to go to physical therapy here when I, my ankles were all fucked up. And this woman that works there, she one day got to asking me about like what I did and everything. It's like, well, I've got this podcast with this guy, Tom. And she was like, Tom Sexton. And she, I guess she had gone to high school with you. She was like, he was always so funny. No, it's like, <laughs> he's still pretty funny. Still pretty funny. <laughs> still got it. Still got it. <laughs> it checks out. <laughs> I think it's funny that David Foster Wallace dipped. I, I, uh, that guy, did he, really? like, he did. And also he wrote a whole book. And I don't know if we would consider 
cons- could consider this or should consider this problematic, but he wrote like a whole book about rap, like linguistics in rap, like signifying I a- rappers. Him yeah. And Mark, uh, Wait, what? He yeah, wrote a book on rap? Yeah, and I and I and it's like sort of cited in some linguistics courses because I took a linguistics course in college and mm. that book was cited. It's kind of like an academic thing, what? like look at like linguistic like a like rhetorical styles and stuff like that in like rap or something like that. This I don't is know. Like, this is like the paragon of like white male authors. Like whenever anybody's doing like the joke or whatever, yeah. they always point to Dave Foster Wallace. And I had no idea he wrote a book about rap. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's funny because I was, uh, I mean, this is, uh, if Dimitri and Khaled are listening, close your ears. I'm ashamed to admit this in front of you guys. But the guy that taught me TM <laughs> back when I was desperate for mental health interventions <laughs> played was a college teammate at Amherst of David Foster Wallace's. And really? I was like, yeah, I was like, was he good? You know, I always read like he was like this. And he, and he kind of looked and he's like, yeah. He's all right. He was that good. <laughs> he kind of embellished his like abilities, I guess, in tennis because that was one of the things he like really prided himself on. Mm. Maybe he was too fucked up on dip. You can't play that. <laughs> <laughs> can't keep it between the lines when you're <laughs> fucked up on dip. <laughs> yeah, that is. You imagine? I think that I read. I forget who said it, but can you imagine like you're a student at what he, he teach at Pomona College, California? Uh-huh. I think so. Yeah. Imagine going to office hours, and here's David Foster Wallace, like the most serious, like prodigiously talented, or you know, like literary man of his time, and he just got like a fucking Pepsi bottle that he's like. <laughs> Spitting into, spit into while you're doing office hours, and you're like, "What the the fuck?" I think it's uh, funny to think about what sports you can play with dip, with dip in, and which ones you can't. Like, you could play baseball with dip, but yeah. like t- playing tennis with dip, like you're gonna get that. I feel shit like you off. would swallow that shit and choke on it. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, and in tennis, you only wear bright colored clothes. Why do they do that, Tom? Why does no tennis players wear dark colored clothes? Why are they always wearing well, bright colored clothes? There's there's different conventions, a different tournament at Wimbledon. No surprise, you can only wear white. Really? But wait, yeah. wasn't it Agassi though that kind of broke the mold Popular, with wearing yeah, colorful? Agassi, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Thorpe's a sneakerhead, so he knows. It's like <laughs> Agassi came with like all the bright, you know, fluorescent is day glow type shit, and then yeah. that just kind of became the norm after that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Did he, trailblazer, man. Did they try to like fine him for it or anything? What's the war? He tried to play. He tried to play Wimbledon and cut off jean shorts, and then I think they were like, "Not." Nah, I think he went on to win anyway. I can't remember if they allowed him or not, or may I forget now? But mm. I, I don't know the lore of tennis. You know, like I know like the lore of football mm-hmm. and baseball and basketball for the most parts, but like mm. tennis. Like Rod Laver, I know that name. What what Which is Rod? Because you you like you like the FW and he about eighty percent what he wrote about was, it was tennis. tennis. Yeah. <laughs> Before we get too far away from the tennis question, there was an interesting thing going around earlier. Did you see where the uh, the All England Lawn Tennis Association is trying to ban Daniil Medvedev from playing in Wimbledon unless he like publicly renounces Vladimir Putin? Boy, bro, are you serious? <laughs> Holy shit. What the 
fuck, man? Is that not the most half-assed thing you've ever heard of? <laughs> the number one player in the world, and he can't play in like the most storied tournament unless he takes some weird anti-Putin Omerta in front of like the fucking hunchback corpse that is the queen. Oh my fucking god, man! <laughs> These people are getting ridiculous. She's, getting out about of hand. To, she's about to die, right? Yeah. Oh, she's been dead for like six months now, man. I swear. Damn. See all these haters. I've I've kept quiet on this because I have I have learned never to make a prediction. And it's going to come, it's going to turn out that she's still alive. Yeah. And everybody's gonna have to be humbled again. And they'll be like, wow. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Damn, we thought she was dead, but we were wrong. We were wrong. <laughs> Terrence is right. I, I guess I just have no conception of it just because I'm an American, but like I just don't understand the whole like uh, we love the queen shit. Yeah, I just don't get it. I mean, I uh, whatever. <laughs> I mean, my godmother's from. Uh, she was born in Jamaica, but moved to the to the UK to England when she was a kid. So she has like a lot of like reverence for the royal family. So at her house, she still has probably like these commemoration plates of the royal family. You know what I mean? And it would always like freak me out, man. Yeah. I'd be I mean, like, yo, y'all are not British, but I didn't was a kid. I didn't really get it. You know, they had moved there from Jamaica. I was like, why are you like worshiping this old white lady? Like, I don't understand. You got Jesus right there. Like, you got to do the queen too, man. Like, I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> there are better commemorative plates to have. <laughs> indeed, indeed. <laughs> I mean, I say that, but like motherfuckers here love the royals too. So it's 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 a thing. Yeah. Yeah, like people watch the wedding, that's true. Tons yeah. of people do. And my Probably more watched, people here watch the wedding than there, man. Uh, well, goddamn, Princess Diana died. My my sister was glued to the TV for seventy two hours watching all the coverage about it. Yeah, damn. Yeah, you know it's funny. They just made a movie about her, and another one. Kristen Stewart plays her, but have you not heard, <laughs> have you not heard of it? It's oh, dude, what is it called? Wait, out of all people. They got like the sullen vampire girl to play like the one of the most beloved like women of all time. That's pretty funny, but damn. You, um, what is the name of it? Spencer. All right. So I watched it thinking that I like went into it. I don't know anything about Princess Diana. And I went into it thinking like, man, like, you know, this is kind of a weird thing. This is like, I'm kind of intrigued by this. Like she died. I remember my mom being like, really like, oh, what the fuck happened? What is this? <clears throat> um, and I remember being affecting a lot of people. But it's always like, oh, like, well, however she died, it's probably kind of like maybe there's a conspiracy angle here or something. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and so I like watched that movie well there is there is a very <laughs> insane all right I get... she was in the car with dodi al-fayed who was uh fucking uh jamal khashoggi's grand uh uncle that was the arms what? dealer for real oh okay it was his like nephew or something so he's like in that khashoggi clan what? Dodi al-fayed was i'm not sure what the relation is but yeah but they were related he though he's maybe egyptian and like I think they're Saudi, right? So, but they're oh, like shit. cousins or somehow. About to get me opening up a, like a wiki hole after this, man. Dodi Fire. Look this shit up. Piecing this together. It's the Hardy Boys. 
we go. We go figure it out on the Rock podcast. Again. <laughs> You've written again. Uh, figure out was, who killed Princess Diana. Yeah. What was no. Jamal Khashoggi's uncle that was like he like he's the one that sold the boat to Lady Gislaine to Robert Maxwell or whatever. Mm. <clears throat> We're the tardy boys. We're just always late. <laughs> the tardy boys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We solved the mysteries after everybody else has already picked them apart and came to a consensus. <laughs> Usually wrong. <laughs> Us, not them. Late Ed Rog. Yeah. <laughs> the tardy boys mysteries. <laughs> <laughs> that's real good oh dude uh don't it so so he was like woven into the whole Khashoggi thing huh Adnan Khashoggi was his uncle I think or cousin or something Fayed's father has claimed that the couple were executed by MI6 agents Fayed's former spokesman Michael Cole has claimed that the couple had become engaged before their deaths so wait, am I so like, well, that's the thing. Like, so I watched this movie expecting it to kind of get into this. I was like, all right, like, I, you know, I'll get into it. Like, uh, I, I'm, I'm open minded. We'll see. This movie had none of that. It wasn't about any of that. It was about like three months. It was about like two weeks of her life. Honestly, it might have been like two days. It was just a very like small portion of her life, like right before she realizes she's about to get divorced. And if I had known that going into it, I don't know. I might have liked it, but it felt like maybe they filmed it during the early pandemic because no two actors were in the same room together. It, like every Whoa. single shot was just a person speaking into a camera. It was hmm. it's I hated it. But did they have extras? Did they have like extras where you could tell like because that's one thing I was kind of looking for with stuff was being filmed during the pandemic. I was like, OK, like. I'm sure everyone has to get tested in order to be an extra in the film, but you know what I mean? Films look <laughs> make some of these motherfuckers <laughs> like camera fodder. <laughs> like, <laughs> we'll keep our stars healthy and we'll let these like poor ass doubles get COVID. <laughs> yeah, you don't need to get tested. You good. You good. <laughs> that, imagine raising all this money. You're going to make this movie and then you have to like do a half ass version where it's just like single camera shots, no two actors in the room together. Barrett as hell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, God, this was not my vision, but this is what we have. How we have to do it. So <laughs> we have to do. Oh, man. Did she at least get some big fits off in that movie? Is she? Yeah, I guess she looks pretty good. I don't. <laughs> Princess <laughs> Diana's a for for whatever you think about the Royals. I have to say she got some big fits off in her time. People. Oh, yeah, man. Well, I oh, was yeah. asking. She's my so well dressed. I was asking my girlfriend, I was like, well, you know what? What about it is because like to me, it's just like she just maybe it's that look like she originated that look. I guess. Is that what it is? It's so yeah, she popular, popular, popularized it, I guess, especially <laughs> with the royal family when they were all dressing like, I mean, I don't know, like 18th century, like fucking handmaidens or some <laughs> shit. I don't fucking know, man. You know what I mean? Like she she made it stylish to be a royal, you know, they're wearing right. powdered wigs and shit yeah, and bonnets and shit like that. Yeah. Well, she <laughs> would wear like she would wear like I'd say she's probably the pioneer of the athleisure thing. Yeah, she would like she would like wear a blazer with like a Philadelphia Eagles sweat. <laughs> shit like that. But look good at it, you know, <laughs> that type of thing. I thought like, when you said athleisure, you were talking about like Lululemon type of shit, but you're talking about like, yeah, like wearing a blazer like, no, with like, like a football athletic gear with like a little more preppy or dressier <laughs> stuff. 
Yeah. Well, they they did make her look very cool in this movie. And this is part of why I didn't really like it. Like every single scene with her was like she was delivering like a soliloquy, like a monologue. Yeah. There was yeah. no acting in this movie. It was very like they shot it like you were supposed to draw the conclusion that two characters were acting. But like I said, very few of the movie has two more than one person in a room. Is she just monologuing, like lamenting the fact she married a man with some weird familial fever that caused his fingers to look like fucking sausage casings. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, dear diary, I can no longer see Charles naked. (laughs) This man looks like his other cousin, uh, <laughs> William the Unfortunate of <laughs> the House of Montbat. <laughs> <laughs> this man has a cock that looks like Toucan Sam Snout, but small. <laughs> small and hearty. The hearty yeah. exterior. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> His cock looks like a baby bird's beak. <laughs> so bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> i'm thankful that those loins have given me my two beautiful boys but i can no longer do this you probably- i will now i will now marry dodi alfayed the nephew of international arms dealer at Khashoggi. bad times don't last but bad guys do in the bedroom there is probably an entire field of medical knowledge that we don't even know about that. Like the human body is capable of doing Yeah, that. We don't, we don't, don't can't even conceive of just grotesqueries, <laughs> deformities. Like what you don't know is all this, the house, every man, male member of the house of Windsor has a baculum. <laughs> They're just so inbred. They start developing weird, like possum, <laughs> they got tails and shit like that. <laughs> the reason you've never seen Charles out of his garb is because he actually has a prehensile tail. Yeah. <laughs> it's also sensitive to sunlight. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's got vitiligo. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, dude. Oh, oh shit. That's shit. too good. Dude, that's well, too good. It made me kind of like spiral. I was like stoned, obviously, but like I kind of spiraled about it because it really makes me nervous that like people and obviously I'm just kind of being a crank about this and making an issue where there probably isn't one. But it does kind of make me nervous that like filmmaking will just start to become that. Like people already yeah. hate being around each other and like the pandemic kind of made everybody even more siloed and dependent on the screen. So like, well, movies just, I mean, cause like, I feel like those Marvel movies are just cut and paste at this point. Right. Like, yeah, those people, like there's the people are actually interacting with each other. Right? It's just like two people in like a green suit in a green room, <laughs> like yeah. 20 feet away from each other. Yeah. I just like, you know, I don't know. I was probably I'm probably making something out of nothing. But this movie did feel just like, all right, we're going to shoot all your scenes in an afternoon, yeah. you know, and because like you don't have to work with anybody's schedule or like, you know, shooting so many different cuts and stuff like it's just more efficient profit wise for them to make movies that way. I don't yeah, know. But especially if you get like when you were saying I was thinking about like it's always a problem, I guess, when you have a movie with like 
it's like a biopic with an actor that's playing somebody who's almost larger than life. You know what I mean? Yes. Because every scene that they're in, I'm thinking of like the uh, Judas and the Black Messiah, where I think Daniel Kaluuya played Fred Hampton. And I mean, he was great in the role. Right. But it's like he was he was character acting. I mean, like it wasn't a real person. It felt like it really felt like and it was amazing because every time he was on screen, his presence, his gravitas was like just engrossing. But it was like kind of like where you're saying Kirsten Stewart, where I'm sure she just felt like, oh, this is the way Diana would speak and be as a person instead of like her as an actual human being. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's that's exactly what it was. At no point did I like since like the movie had no soul it had no mm-hmm. personality it was like robots interacting with each other kind of well, like it's also imitating. british people too to be fair so that would that would make sense that was, like, you know this <laughs> yeah true <laughs> there's a culture divide <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but i don't know it was just kind of strange it was just kind of strange mm-hmm. um yeah, I mean, because like, yeah, it kind of felt like every scene was like, yeah, like the novelty of it. Yeah, Kristen Stewart is Princess Diana. And maybe that was the point. Like, maybe there was some kind of like meta commentary there, but it just didn't yeah. earn it. The film did not. If that was the point, the film didn't earn earn it, mm. in my opinion. Mm. <clears throat> it, it, it didn't get into any of the uh, and it didn't get into any of the uh, the conspiracy type shit. No. With the, nah, lame, man. Why the fuck would I watch a Diana movie if I don't want to see the conspiracy shit, man? I I like I wanted to see some titties. I wanted to see I wanted to see a a fucking car fucking driven into the side of a puddle. Then then we get to see Dodi Alfayette's cock, just like a Dirk Diggler prosthesis. (laughs) Right, like you made a Princess Diana movie and no one gets like capped or like (laughs) like what the fuck, man. Oh, God. oh shit! Did they have her like walking through like a Kenyan village or something like that? Like a ro- <laughs> I bet they did some shit like that. Uh, dude, she just self harmed like the whole movie. That was the movie, and I was like, I feel like they didn't give her any agency. It's like people who are mentally ill are also people. Like the the, the yeah. mental illness does not just be the thing about them. Exactly, that that's the not movie. just who they are. Exactly. That's just, yeah, they're also complex people with other things in their life but like at the same time i didn't know the premise going in so like if i had known it going in i probably would have given it more but like i said i expected yeah explosions yeah. car chase scenes i want yeah. to fucking that's that's the perfect movie for a car chase scene <laughs> <laughs> like in the tunnel yeah whether it be a chase by the paparazzi that should right. have been dope as hell yeah. man <laughs> fucking yeah, exactly get michael bay to do that shit man yeah <laughs> They could have did some like metaverse shit where they're going to the tunnel, and then when like it camera comes out the other side, they're in OJ's Bronco, and they're like, "What the, <laughs> what the fuck?" <laughs> exactly, exactly. Then they just cuff and stuff Diana of Windsor for the murder of Nicole Brown Simpson. <laughs> Diana going through the tunnel, Bronco, white Bronco coming, coming out, out the other side. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh shit. That's fucking funny. <laughs> Eventually, those cinematic universes will merge. The Diana and uh, O.J. Simpson cinematic universe. <laughs> yeah, but like that's just the '90s extended universe, man. Cinematic universe. That's what that be. We just don't even have like cultural icons that are that cool anymore. 
Like this fucking like Pete Davidson, Kim Kardashian stuff. Like this is so fucking boring. Uh, like we don't have so, anybody. Yeah. Hey, we don't have anybody driving down a highway in a Bronco at 100 miles an hour. We have to be accused of murdering somebody. Yeah. yeah <laughs> no, you. What you have is a very public spat about like uh, one parent won't let the other one go to church with their father. <laughs> right. Just yeah. Yeah. now. Shit. Like I want to like if they're going to do something, I don't want violence, but I want like old school fisticuffs downtown Los Angeles front of like uh, Capitol Records or something. Just eating <laughs> Kanye, just duking it out. And then like they get pulled off of each other after a shoving match. Then that's that, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. give I mean, me it, something. It used to happen like, you know, uh, Aaron Burr and Alexander Hamilton. Those yeah. two were just eventually just like. Nah, let's just fucking do this. Let's fuck, like, get out. They just had beef for so long. And then they were like, all right, let's just fucking yeah. do this. No, nah, man. You see, though, everybody, I think because the pandemic and like everything that happened, everybody is like itching for celebrity drama now, you know? Uh-huh. So this is the first like red meat that we've had in like a while, you know? Mm. There's something for people to look forward to again. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Kanye West is saying some wild shit again, you know? We have a new uh, skinny tattooed white boy uh, slaying everything in his path in the dude, name of Pete Davidson. Dude, you know what's so fucking ridiculous about <laughs> what's so ridiculous about America is that even like probably we've only had like really two interesting leaders, like mm. with some interesting backstories. But we could have had one Aaron Burr. Like if we would have had an Aaron Burr early on. <laughs> you know what I mean? But they fucking yeah. railroaded his ass. They drove how him out that, of town. How did, how radically different do you think the country would have been under if Aaron <laughs> Burr would have had the reins? <laughs> I think that he was he was an abolitionist, right? Maybe not. Yeah, I think I do uh, know that he he just I do know that he like dropped Alexander Hamilton and was like, I gotta get the fuck out of it. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> I just caught a body, goddamn. <laughs> and that was a and he caught a body at a time when like the guns were about like uh you know, like having a derringer pistol with a fucking yeah. like you yeah. know, like they don't put the red beam on, but it's like a laser pointer like you chase a cat with. Yeah. Like put that on him, hit him with the Derringer one time, and like put a weld on him, uh-huh. and he struck a mortal blow with a goddamn musket. <laughs> you know what I mean? It usually, you didn't die of the must, the, the impact. You died of the infection that came like a couple of days later. God damn! I think what happened. I don't think that like, dude. It's been so long. I read that Gore Vidal book about him, like. Ugh. 15 years ago, probably 10 years ago. Um, and like, I think the reason he got because he like went on the run. I think he was like impeached from vice presidents and like, like accused of treason or conspiracy. And I think yeah. it's because he was like, he had like these like Napoleon ambitions of like, you know, helping Mexico like take over the United States and like, oh, hell yeah. Something like that, or maybe the French. I'm <laughs> fucking this way up, but it was something like that. it was like a something. Man, like how are you gonna drop the guy that's on the twenty dollar bill? I think he was on the twenty. I fucked this. You up think he is on the twenty, right? I think so. All right, and the guy they wrote that fucking play about and everything, and all you're gonna be remembered in history for is that goddamn milk commercial. <laughs> Where the guy's got the mouthful of cookies, the so, um, umbo, and the radio announcer can't hear him. <laughs> 
I got your lasting legacy. And you did some cool shit. You dropped fucking Hamilton. It's pretty tough. God damn, man. Um, I think, though, that he... I mean, it is telling that... I think he felt kind of bad about it. About dropping Hamilton? I think he did. I think he... I don't think he was, like, totally thrilled. Like, I don't, I, I don't know if, like, back then, I think that, like, duels could end any number of ways. And, like... Yeah. I don't know if, like if you just managed to hit someone and it grazed them, if it was over or like, I don't know if you really, Bruh, feel. I've also, there, was, there was something called code duello. Like I, the, I think the French or the Italians or Spanish, somebody drew up the official rules. And that was the, that was the sanctioning body of the duel. Listen, man, I'm under the impression that like, like as in a fist fight where nobody wants to throw the first punch, nobody even wants to really get in a fight. Nobody wants to do that. If you want to get in a fight, you hit somebody. You don't square up. You don't know what I'm saying. You don't do a standoff. Like Nobody it. really wants to be in a duel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You don't do the come on, come on, come on, you see. <laughs> Nobody, yeah, wants, yeah. <laughs> Nobody wants to do the standoff. They why were probably both terrified. Oughta... <laughs> <laughs> I ought to. Why I ought to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, none of they probably neither of them wanted that, yo. Yeah, Burr no probably fired. It was like, damn, I killed the man. And what had to was their up. beef? I want to know, like, dude, it's it's, it's really probably over some pussy. How I can't remember. I think it probably was. Yeah, I think <laughs> actually it was because was it like Hamilton running roughshod or something like that? <laughs> running roughshod. <laughs> oh god. Let's was, see. Hamilton Burr beef. Just tell me one sentence. <laughs> Somebody had Googled that before. What was the beef between these two? Hamilton. Wait, is the is the play Hamilton about the beef between Burr and Hamilton? I think maybe it have to be like the last scene because mm. my man did not have a scene after <laughs> that one. <laughs> that there's no play. sequel. <laughs> there's no, yeah, there's a, there's a reason there's not a Hamilton two. <laughs> Because Burr went blah, blah, dropped it. that shit sideways. <laughs> Man, it's a classic. It was a classic blood feud. Wow. They just they had just developed resentment for one another over the years, and it just kind of tensions rose. God damn. So wait, so back in the day, like that's so it really was like you just had a problem with a man and you just wanted to duel him and kill him. Dog. Well, it that was says, legal. It says Hamilton had been the second in several duels, although never the duelist himself. But he was involved in more than a dozen affairs of honor, <laughs> including <laughs> including notable disputes with William Gordon in 1779, Adonis Burke in 1790, John Francis Mercer in 92 and 93, 1792, 1793, James Nicholson, 1795, James Monroe in 1797, and get this, a guy named George Clinton in 1804. <laughs> if it had been the George Clinton, he's for sure getting dropped. <laughs> yeah, dropped for sure. God damn. He couldn't so handle Burr, the funk. Aaron Burr was like the master of beef, man. But like, if he's the second, does that mean like he just got a proxy to fight all of his duels for him? Yeah, what does that mean, second? Because I would think second in the duel means you lose because you die. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't come second place in a duel, you know? No, it's <laughs> like, I think what it is, is back then, this is just from watching Barry Lyndon. Like, the second in a duel is the person who brings the gun out. And they, oh, like, that's right. They load it and stuff for okay. you. 
And because like, okay. you, know, you got to so you sit there like, uh, uh, like, you know, so he was like the pit crew for the duelists. You were the pit. Yeah, it's like a caddy. Yeah, like a caddy for like golf and so like, <laughs> so like when Burr stepped up and challenged him to his own duel, he was like, "Well, I've been a party to these many times. How hard could it really be?" <laughs> always the second duelist, never the duelist. God damn. <laughs> always the duelist made, never the duelist. <laughs> Until that one time, <laughs> that man. one time. That one time. <laughs> oh my god. Like fucking for the first time ever, losing your virginity <laughs> and getting pregnant. I'm sorry, <laughs> dueling fucking rules. In the early morning of July 11th, 1804, Burr and Hamilton departed from Manhattan by separate boats and rode across the Hudson River to a spot called the Heights in Weehawken, New Jersey. <laughs> A popular dueling ground. <laughs> like where you go at like a lover's lane, but for dueling. Yeah, exactly. This is like the early 1800s version of meet me in the Walmart parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> like meet me under the oak tree or some shit like that, man. But isn't it wild? You're rolling across the goddamn, you're rolling across the goddamn Hudson. And the, the thought has to be in your mind. One of us might not be <laughs> coming back. <laughs> Yeah, what if this is not making it back across the Hudson? Man? Right. I think it's I think it was kind of like, yeah, it was a rivalry. You're right. But it was also like business interests. Like, oh, it's always a business interest, too. Yeah. It's always Ham- pussy and business, man. Hamilton details the many charges he has against Burr in a more extensive letter written shortly afterwards, calling him a profligate, a voluptuary in the extreme, yeah! <laughs> accusing him of corruptly serving the interests of the Holland Land Company. While a member of the legislature criticizing his military commission and accusing him of resigning it under false pretenses and many more serious accusations. He was a profligate, a voluptuary in the. What the fuck is a voluptuary, man? I swear insults back then were amazing, though. Yeah. Dost thou a voluptuary? (laughs) Just making shit up. Who was like, you remember Tiger Woods had that had that caddy fluff? Uh-huh. Uh, who who was the who was the fluff of the duelist seconds you know like who was like the guy you wanted to like stuff in your gunpowder and shit you know oh the 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 the, the uh the best second duelist yeah what? who was the mike fluff cowan of uh, cowans of duel of duel of duelist seconds actually that's that's who i want to know that's a good point that we don't know man that's fucked up that that person's role in history has been forgotten man that's fucked up Damn, Hamilton. It's an important role right there to be uh, doing that shit, whatever they do with the the musket shit, whatever that motion is. Yeah, it is. Filling up with powder. Yeah, exactly. Like churning butter. It's like. (laughs) You can see them doing it with like a stone cold face, just like. (laughs) (laughs) Jeffrey, you pack my pistols so well. I want you to be my second again. You'll be my second, Jeffrey. <laughs> oh, man. Um, Burr and Hamilton first came into public opposition during the presidential election of 1800. Burr ran for president on the Democratic-Republican ticket with Thomas Jefferson against John Adams. Um, the shit back then was wild that, like, if you lost, you would be the vice president. Like, yeah, even if you were the, <laughs> even if you were the opposing party. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I love those arcane rules. I I have think government should go back to some version of that. 
Mm -hmm. I mean, why not? We should. Joe Biden absolutely would not be the president (laughs) (laughs) under those terms. He would not be. I don't. You think so? I think he would have been discarded for being <laughs> physically unable. Yeah, he would be on the DL for scurvy. <laughs> they would have put him out the pasture or some shit. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, I have to assume though that Washington, as grotesque as Biden is, I have to assume that like George Washington and those dudes were pretty fucking gross. Oh man, if you I imagine if you saw like a high definition zoomed up. <laughs> Like, like 80, 1080p type 4K type of shit. Varicose veins and like crust everywhere and just pale, like puffy fucking skin. Nah, man, I'm good on that shit, dude. You know, like they a all mummy, had- like a, a, a mummy just pulled freshly out of the bog. Yeah. Yes. Pretty sure they all had syphilis too, man. And like wore diapers. So, um, but it's funny though that. It's funny that like judges in England still wear powdered wigs. That I appreciate that that tradition has persisted. That they've kept it intact. Like that. Like what? Like that. That means that multiple decisions had to have been made <laughs> in the past. They like. They were like, we've been doing this wig thing a little too long now, don't you think? Like yeah, yeah. yeah. And people were actually debating about it. No, no, we should keep it going, <laughs> boys. It's often said, it's often said, don't meet your heroes. And in this case, I guess, don't dig t- too far because Aaron Burr was the founder of J.P. Morgan Chase. No. <laughs> For real? <laughs> he founded it as Chase, as, as the Manhattan Company, which became Chase Manhattan Bank, which became J.P. Morgan damn, Chase. man. But was he? He was this like. This is a why su- they say don't have heroes. Yeah, you're right. But he was like a suffragist, right? I think he believed women should vote. We gotta give it. We gotta hand that to him. Yeah, uh, yeah we gotta. We gotta judge the man on balance. It, they know? should be able to vote, but probably not open bank accounts at his bank. Probably. <laughs> you know I mean? think they should vote. I just don't think that they should hold an account at Manhattan Company. <laughs> <laughs> We're taking an incrementalist approach here. That's the best way. <laughs> One step at a time. Slippery yeah. slope. Slippery slope. Burr was like a Tammany Hall dude. Damn dog. Wait, Tammany Hall was a thing back then? I thought that was like a I like a hundred years later. Later, too. But apparently not. Apparently, it went back really far. Yeah, damn man. <clears throat> Yo, every time I'm like learning stuff like this, I'm just I'm just reminded of like how much I don't know shit about history. I, I never learned any of this, really. I don't I tried several times, but it just didn't really stick. Like something about American history. I've kind of had a hard time. Like, I guess all history. I just don't. Yeah. I just I probably smoke too much weed to remember all of the. Yeah, for real. Like my my whatever part of my brain is there for like keeping like long term <laughs> memories and shit. I think yeah. I've like frizzled that out, man. I'm- I I didn't really learn anything about how the world really worked about 2007. <laughs> That's about really when I started like that's fair. learning some facts. Yeah, yeah. For that man, I was like, you got to understand what you're taught in Kentucky, though. You know what I mean? That's yeah. true. <laughs> it's like you know, it's like revisionist history about the Civil War and every damn thing else. The War of Northern Aggression. I mean, which yeah. they still call it that down here, man. Which sounds as a Northerner, as a Native <laughs> Northerner, that just sounds weird as fuck to me. I'm just like, forget the whole slavery thing. I know that, but just like, yo. What did we do to y'all? Like, what do you mean Northern aggression? Yeah, I do shit to you. Usually some sort of 84-year-old segregationist that's been in there since he was like, you know, 
eligible to run. And he's yeah. like, yeah, the Great War of Yankee aggression. <laughs> I shut the fuck up, Howard <laughs> Baker Jr. <laughs> oh, shit, man. Um, I'm trying to figure out why he was exiled. I guess I guess it was because he's killing a man. I guess I guess so. God damn, son. Hamilton's shot missed. Bill Burr's bullet entered Hamilton's abdomen above his right hip, piercing Hamilton's liver and spine. Hamilton was evacuated to the Manhattan home of a friend, William Bayard Jr., where he and his family received visitors, including Bishop Benjamin Moore. Who gave Hamilton Holy Communion? Burr was charged with multiple crimes, including murder. Wait, hold up! How are you gonna charge him with murder? But the duel isn't illegal by its. You know what I'm saying? Like, if duel is illegal, that's the risk you, you take, Aaron. That's the risk. Well, you take. According to Code Duello, the official <laughs> rules governing it, I think intent comes to play into play. Okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. So he could just say, like, I didn't mean to kill him, Your Honor. Like. Yeah. I, I think what happened is Hamilton inadvertently like shot his second when he was shot. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, hell no. So he pulled yeah, like somebody a, he pulled else, a JD somebody, on him or some shit. Somebody, somebody else got popped during that scuffle. <laughs> Pull that shady. His arm <laughs> fucking flies off. And just, <laughs> there's a whole section called Hamilton's intentions <laughs> and Burr's intentions. <laughs> right, let's let's kill this man. <laughs> Uh let's see. Yo. Oh my god, dude. All right, I don't think he popped him. A guy named Pendleton. It might have been his second. No first name, just Pendleton the second. Uh I think Pendleton, Mr. Pendleton. Uh God, this is I should have did the reading. This is this is the problem with podcasting on the fly. You find an interesting detail, but you take it totally out of context uh-huh uh okay here's what happened judge nathaniel nathaniel pendleton was hamilton's second uh-huh. and what hamilton would claim in the moments before he died was that hamilton that, that pendleton no i knows i didn't mean to fire at him so i think what happened was burr pulled the opera out popped him in the second and third ribs that really ricocheted <laughs> up and hit him in the liver and esophagus Damn. dropped him and then when that happened, he, he was like, dropped, he dropped the gun and then shot at a second. I don't know if it's not clear if he hit a second or not. God damn. damn <laughs> and then his seconds gun flies and then hit, it fires and hits Burr in the back of the head. And that's how Burr dies. <laughs> <laughs> Bounce off like an oak tree or some shit like that. They're like, what happened here? God damn. My man. God. My God. What happened? Here? <laughs> Um, yeah I think what happened was I think he tried to overthrow the government I think he tried to like lead a coup against the American government or something wait Aaron Burr Burr did yeah like I I think he kind of like went off the rails a little bit and like ran off to like the Spanish territory and like tried to I think I think he may have tried to convince them or maybe the oh friend. to overthrow the United States to, and shit. Right, 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 right. Well, right, this right. is still about 40 years before uh Das Capital comes out, right? Yeah, probably, like, yeah, yeah. Probably. So this, yeah, this is like in the late decades. 1790s, I'd say. So, you know, I don't know. I mean, he maybe had a little streak of Bolshevism in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think what's I, maybe yeah i don't know man he 
I mean, somebody's going to hear that and just say, oh, well, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And that's like, true. And, you're, really and you're correct. I know. <laughs> you don't know what the fuck we're talking about. You're Podcasting's right. actually, it's like screenwriting. When you're too authentic, it just sucks. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point, Tom. <laughs> that's actually a real good point. That is a good point. <laughs> uh, Burr lived in self-imposed exile from 1808 to 1812, passing most of this period in England. Where he occupied it. This is years after where after he got in trouble for trying to overthrow the government. And they but still him. got away with it though. <clears throat> yeah, no, nah, it was fine. It was chill. hell yeah. He became a good friend, even confidant of the English utilitarian philosopher Jeremy Bentham, and on occasion lived at Bentham's home. Wasn't Bentham kind of like an early socialist? Utilitarian? What, what, what is it? You utilitarian? 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 Yeah, that sounds sus. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, it's, it does. You're right. You're right. Good <laughs> like, point, Aaron. What the fuck is that? <laughs> I don't know about that word. <laughs> like some proto fascist shit. I don't know what that is. You're probably right. Um, oh, uh, let's see. Um, well, it, it's the damnedest thing that Burr had to live in exile, and then like Jefferson Davis just waltzed back to Kentucky, and became the president of fucking Transylvania <laughs> University after the goddamn Civil War. <laughs> Yo, that's a good point. I think that's fucked up. It's a good point. I think what he he tried to uh, do a conquest of Mexico, so he was problematic. He was a little yeah. Oh, you said before you said he was trying to save Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> he tried he's kind of tried to do like a putin thing annex uh the baja california the peninsula there he wanted oceanfront property in arizona is what is all he wanted i like how we went from man he tried to liberate mexico <laughs> to like you dig a little deeper it's like yeah well maybe that wasn't as intense <laughs> not not quite you see, man, this is why people like anything you hear in this podcast, man, take it with the greatest soul, man. You know, because if you had stopped listening and didn't hear us hear that correction, you would have thought Aaron Burr was was was, 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 was an early proto Marxist. <laughs> At least we're honest, okay? We're just calling balls and strikes. All right. Hey, this um, is truly a test case where you're only as good as your information. <laughs> He he like went around Europe soliciting money for a conquest of Mexico uh, and Napoleon kicked him out of France. Napoleon, even Napoleon was like, yo, you got to chill on the empire shit. God damn. No, no. Here's what it was. He was ordered <laughs> out. Of, saying so. yeah, <laughs> he was ordered out of England and Napoleon refused to perceive him. However, one of his ministers held an interview concerning Burr's goals for Spanish Florida or the possessions in the Caribbean. I think he just wanted some territory. I think he like kind of had like a he kind of did maybe have a Napoleon complex or something. He was like, yo, I'm pretty sure if they just made him a governor of like some small Caribbean island, like he would have been good, man. Yeah. yeah, he would just been like running around Antigua, like Yosemite <laughs> Sam, just blasting six shooters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like an 18th century sandals commercial, some shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to get a read. Aaron <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Byrne, like an early sandals commercial. <laughs> not only did he, not only did he find J.P. Morgan Chase, he found sandals. <laughs> it's like Burr goes down a giant water slide, shooting off six shooters at each hand. Everything uh, I remember, yeah, dude. I'm yeah. the viceroy of Antigua now. Wearing like a coconut as a hat or some shit like that. Drunk as like fuck Jimmy over Buffett, Like Jimmy Buffett playing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Just everywhere there's like propaganda immortalizing <laughs> Alexander Hamilton as a huge pussy. <laughs> oh, I dropped that bitch in one shot. <laughs> like there's a small criminal island that thinks that Hamilton was like a bitch ass name, motherfucker dude. <laughs> They've just been taught through generations from Harry Burton's face. He <laughs> oh, was a mark ass trick. <laughs> you mark ass tricks <laughs> trick ass marks god damn oh man that got me good <laughs> Yo, stomach hurt god damn just <laughs> going down that water slide blasting them off drinking a pina colada some shit sunscreen on his nose just a <laughs> yeah, over the bridge of his nose yeah i can't handle it <laughs> still got uh, the powdered wig on too yeah, yes <laughs> yo shit oh yo, that man. shit killed me bro oh, man. i think i popped another lung god damn <laughs> oh shit <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, I guess he, he eventually made it back to to America and just started a banking <laughs> empire. Wait, hold up. So he did, he didn't die. So he didn't die in like obscurity or poverty. Like he died like okay. Yeah, the Burr book that I read, it's like one of those Gore Vidal historical fiction books where he like tells mm. where he tells it like first person. Yeah, but it's like creative non it's like creative nonfiction type of shit, right? Right. right. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so like it's told from the point of view of like him as an older man. Like he's mm. he's ta- he's like telling the story of his life to his like amanuensis, you know? Yeah. Uh and oh. uh and so yeah, that but like and I also read his Lincoln one and that shit was pretty good too. Was it good? Yeah, I I I like Gorbidal, man. I've never read any of his shit, man. I gotta check I, it out. I read his one about Julian. He was like a fourth century Roman emperor or some shit. What? Um, it was pretty tight. Yeah. It was pretty good, dude. I just know that documentary, man. Was it something amnesia? The United States and amnesia, uh, some shit like that. That's kind of a funny title. It's like, man, we're not the United States of America. <laughs> we're getting United States of amnesia, bro. Yeah, that sounds like some shit that you come up in with a like college dorm with like Bob Marley, like a Bob yeah. Marley like flag or some shit on the wall. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Periodic <laughs> table of sex positions that glows in the dark. Yeah. <laughs> I briefly, I briefly lived with uh, one summer with uh, former NBA player Kenneth Fareed, and he was he was like a devout Muslim, like he would pray, mm. and you know he had like this beautiful ornate prayer rug hanging on the wall mm-hmm. and on either side was uh, a stewie griffin poster i forget what it said <laughs> but on the other side of that beautiful ornate prayer rug was the periodic table of sex positions that glowed in the dark <laughs> it glowed in the dark hell yeah dude hell yeah <laughs> shout out kenny wherever you at man thinking ahead man looking out for your future self all right it's fucking good yeah that's what um Oh, yeah. shit. Well, damn, we didn't even have to talk about anything this week. Hell yeah. Uh, you talk, I talked about Aaron Burr for an hour. 
We told we made a whole hour without having to address any of the major events <laughs> in the world. Without having to address any of the horrible things going on. I will exactly. go ahead and tell you, Aaron Burr in a sandals commercial ruined me. Yeah, <laughs> damn. Just like the opening, it's like you see the bottom of a shower, like one of those showers, like with wooden planks on the beach and like water is running down and washing the sand off. <laughs> You're like, what, who is this? Who, who's taking a shower? And the door opens and out steps with his powdered wig. Yeah. <laughs> still got the still got the pistol his, that he shot his, Hamilton with. Yes, his, his, yes, his his holster is draped over the top of the shower door. <laughs> You know he's, just, he's just walking around this resort and all you see is in, in a pair of flip-flops he steps on a pop top and it blows out his flip-flop and the camera pans up and you see that white wig and then he's twirling that pistol yeah he's like, a, he's like a cowboy but his boots are the sandals so on the back of him there are spurs He's got spurs when he walks. Connected to his flip-flops. <laughs> I mean, it's a classic conceit of like 80s comedies, but it, it, it would be hilarious to drop Aaron Burr in like a Margaritaville franchise in like Daytona Beach or something just to see what it'd be like. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, oh, my God, dude. Com- pretty comprehensively done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Um... Oh man. Damn, was there even anything to discuss this week? No, uh, nothing we're gonna <laughs> nothing we're gonna figure out today. <laughs> nothing we're gonna add any value to. <laughs> Hell no. Before I make some people bad again, man. No, I'm good. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, well, uh, do you guys have anything you would like to throw in the mix? Uh I did see Jared Leto did an article uh, with Variety about man. being Morbius. <laughs> I hate that motherfucker, man. Um, he got no damn right to be so weird, bro. He's a pretty weird. He's not talented, though, but he's weird as hell. That shit, that shit is not right, man. Um, that shit ain't right. What, what was Leto's statement? Did he say he lost his mind playing a Batman character? <laughs> <laughs> basically, basically. Well, I think the big thing about playing Morbius, the big thing about this one going around (laughs) living vampire. Yeah. One of his assistants or something or someone who acted with him was like, he really gets into character. He really loses it. God damn, man. Yo, I love comic books. I love superhero shit. But like, come on, bro. Come on, man. You're not telling me that like somebody's losing their mom from playing like a costume. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like Mm -hmm. Maeve, you know, that's not happening. dude. (laughs) Here's the thing about people from the South, which led us from Bossier City, Louisiana, which is about as bottom of the map you can fucking get. The South produces genuine freaks and weirdos still. A truly, yes. Like truly truly. just real freaks and weirdos atlanta is gotham city indeed (laughs) yet you know i mean like he's no exception (laughs) truly truly (laughs) twist (laughs) weird individual Um, well uh you know i don't really have much to say about you know i will say though a milestone in American history happened this week. We would be remiss not to mention it. 
but they finally abolished daylight savings time. Uh, did, they? did they? I think so, right? Or the Senate voted unanimously to like do away with it, but I think it has to go through. Was it the opposite? Did it they vote to like did they make it permanent? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I think it's like by permanent they mean we don't switch our clock. Oh, okay, I understand. Because, okay. Like I think we go back between like standard time and daylight savings time or something. Oh yeah, yeah, you're there right. So now, time taxonomies, okay? <laughs> now so now we just the clock stays the same forever now. I think so, yeah. I think that like now in January, sunrise will be at like 845. I think something like that. Which is oh, yeah. like I might be chill with that. It might be fine. Oh yeah, I see oh. what you're saying. Yeah, they uh, voted to make it permanent. So you're right. It doesn't go back and forth now. Yeah. This oh, is shit. this is how goddamn lazy I've become in the last couple of years. <clears throat> my clock uh, in my car <laughs> was like always an hour off. Uh-huh. Yeah. And and I went a whole cycle just like accounting for that when I would see the time. <laughs> where now my clock's right again. <laughs> like I mean, two clicks of a button, I could rectify that, yeah. but I just waited till daylight savings time. So you internalized the old time. <laughs> now you're an hour late to everything. To everything now. Amazing. Yeah. Oh Amazing. I missed mm. the before time. That that is really crazy though. That like. I mean, that's a whole other thing about the nature of time, but that they just made a law that said, no, nah, we're just going to look at time this way. I'm like, what are you talking about, man? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like, that's insane. It's pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, also, the other big news from this week is that Whitesburg McDonald's has taken a stand and it stands with Ukraine. And uh, they took off horseradish or some shit like that off the menu or some shit. The owner of that McDonald's is calling. (laughs) The owner of that McDonald's is calling for a no-fly zone. When I asked for comment, he said, "I just don't want none of them ruskies flying over Ukraine." (laughs) Yeah, flying over the beloved homeland of nobody in Eastern (laughs) (laughs) Canada. I was kind of surprised. Because honestly, I feel like it's one of those <coughs> issues that there's not really a clear. It's one of the few issues in American life that there's not really like a clear partisan sort of divide on. So, you know what I mean? So, like, mm. I kind of assumed because like the conservatives were pretty ambivalent or what dismissive or whatever of Russia over these years. Yeah, I figured that like they probably wouldn't give a shit. So I was concerned. I was very surprised to see that. A lot of them did support Ukraine, but I guess that's because like maybe the deep state needs them to. I mean, it is very much the military state's interest to like acquire whatever's going on in Ukraine. Absolutely. I mean, and they'll talk shit about NATO, but they'll talk shit about NATO like Trump when he said like, oh, we're giving NATO too much money and it's disproportionate compared to the other countries. But when it comes down to it, like you said, Terrence, when it comes down to like, you know, I'm saying like imperial like, you know, like that kind of control in that area and money and shit like that. Yeah, dude, they don't care. You're right. You know, they'll speak well of NATO. They'll speak ill of NATO out one side of their mouth and then, you know, uh, continue to be in support of it. So. I, I, it is weird that like, yeah, in these divisive and polarizing times, everybody has united around <laughs> Ukraine. Well, <laughs> just logging on to do this show today, I opened my Gmail 
and there's a little pop down box on the right side. It says support Ukraine relief efforts. Google will match your donation. Never have received that for, I mean, I know it's a try. Anything point. else. Yeah. That's Anything. been said a million times, but have never received that when it's in uh, Palestinians, you know, no. have, have never received that when it's the people in Yemen. It's just very like, does nobody Bruh. see this? Like, bro, even, even like, like where I live in my community and just like my circles, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, like black people, right. Which I would think I would hope that black people would be like, yo, I have no business in this shit. I do not give a fuck, but nah, dude, like they're also like, yeah, Ukraine. And I'm like, dude, you know, there are black people in Ukraine who are being treated. You know what I'm saying? Like if you, if you have prioritizing concerns, like, I don't Isn't know. They're like a big, like, I don't think maybe Sierra Leonean community or something like that. I forget. I, or maybe Congolese or something. I can't. I remember. think so. And Nigerian too. I mean, cause a lot of, a lot of people, I guess like uh, students go to like medical school, there's a medical school there in Ukraine that people go to. So it's like, I don't know, man, it just seems like everybody's kind of falling in line now. Now everyone's like, uh, this is the one thing that everyone, uh, I guess is rallying behind, you know, it's kind of just kind of weird. The, the, the McDonald's thing is interesting because a friend of mine that works there sent me the owner's Facebook page. And in his spare time, he traps beavers to uh, sell their pelts for novelty wallets. So you get like <laughs> a beaver pelt wallet from the guy that owns McDonald's. And I'm like, the guy that does the novelty beaver pelt wallets really is like, going to, this is where he's going to put his shovel in to take a stand. <laughs> <laughs> doing the most inhumane uh, shit ever but yeah ki killing one of the cutest mammals that harmless i mean i know that like somebody would wouldn't say that they'd be like you've never had to deal with a man they eat everything <laughs> you, ain't, you, ain't, you ain't never had a beaver problem <laughs> you ain't never had a beaver infestation <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i have to honor that lived experience of having <laughs> beaver, beaver problems and, but i'm just the man saying, he's lost his home to beavers yeah yes but i'm saying they are pretty cute and they don't deserve to be killed for wallets <laughs> yeah poor bastard comes home just sees a beaver in bed with his wife and just <laughs> beaver just like with its arms behind its head smoking a cigarette <laughs> but, but a human-sized beaver after <laughs> afternoon dave <laughs> Good afternoon, Dave. <laughs> I was just putting some water in your wife's dish before I left. <laughs> Slap her ass with his beaver tail. And oh, <laughs> <God. Top's> <laughs> <laughs> You've never been cucked by a beaver, man. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> but... <laughs> No, it's 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 pretty wild. I don't know. I've checked out know. with all of it, honestly. Yeah. Ever since I found out that some MK Ultra kid, like military dropout, drove two hours in a bulletproof vest to um you know SWAT invade a state senator's house. What uh, killing and, his daughter? And he was one thousand percent convinced that Russia was about to invade the Ukraine and that nuclear war was imminent and oh. said that CIA officers were chasing him around. <laughs> Ever since then, I've been like, all right, maybe some like more cosmic, like insane forces are at work that I'm never gonna know about this. Or can explain or understand even oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, man. That said, I'm gonna join Aaron Burr in the Caribbean. <laughs> <laughs> right. Wait it out, see what happens. Hell yeah. Uh -huh. Oh shit. <laughs> Aaron Burr <laughs> and some steel drums playing in the background. 
<laughs> God damn, Thorback got me. <laughs> God damn. All right, that's probably a good. Oh, going on. I, yeah, I think we probably should quit before I did the uh, cucked by a beaver bit. But anyway, that shit is funny as hell. Just imagine a human sized beaver. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, well, uh, you can go to Patreon. There is a Patreon, P A T R E O N dot com slash Trillbilly Workers Party. Um, it's still there, still there. Still all there. these years, <laughs> just, just drop a couple of quarters in the hat and walk on. <laughs> less than a cup of coffee, man. Yeah. Uh, oh shit! All right. Uh, well, we'll see you over there, and see you next time. Bye. Peace.